Welcome, everyone. Episode 36 of the Health and Wealth Podcast. My name is Steve Giordano. Very, very excited today to be joined by our special guest out in Indianapolis, Mrs. Brianna Sefik. How are we doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. And we're going to give you a round of applause because you're pretty brand new and you're already killing it. And there's so much we're going to go over. So thank you for, for joining us. And We'll kind of start here. Um, you came to FFL how many months ago? Um, officially, it was like September, but I was half in, half out, part-time. I didn't get serious until February. Got it. And you came from the hospitality industry, which is near and dear to my heart. Yes. What was it about hospitality when you got into hospitality that kind of drew you into it? Well, it was my first job when I was 14. I worked at a retirement home serving just for their dinner shifts. And um, and then I slowly like worked my way up, you know, and um, worked at better restaurants, actually made tips. And I just loved the fact that you first of all made cash tips. And then second of all, got to just talk to people. I've always been a people person. And for being like 16 years old, working at a restaurant, I made excellent money and then college, you know, more fine dining and the money and the freedom is what I really liked about the hospitality industry. Yeah. hundred percent. Where did you go to school and what were you looking to do with your career while you were in college? Yeah. So I went to college in West Palm beach and I really thought that I was going to go the like medical route. I always wanted to help people. I loved people and I knew that I wanted to make good money. So I thought that like medicine or just not be, not to become a doctor, but like maybe cardiovascular sonography or something like that in the medical industry. And then I decided, you know what? I don't think that I want to do that, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I made excellent money serving at night and I had my days free. So I was happy to do that um, until COVID. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So, you know, the world completely changes from a hospitality perspective. Um, you know, I'd assume you just, you know, were out of work for a while. I, I would uh, be safe to assume there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at first we really thought it was 15 days to slow the spread, but I lived in California, which was one of the strictest states as far as like COVID rules. And so it just kept getting extended, just kept getting extended. And so I realized, okay, I think I need to switch gears here and figure out what I actually want to do with my life because it was a very cushy uh, position. You know, I had my days free. I could go to Europe for a month, come back, had a job, uh, made great money. And so I was very comfortable, but in the back of my head, I knew that that was not what I wanted to do forever. And so COVID kind of forced me to figure out what I wanted to do. And so I had put my resume on 
Indeed and got sent the Rogue IMO video and the rest is history. Wow. You know, what, what I love about that is there's so many people that have adversities in life. And when you when you're living in the adversity, you're like, OK, this is the worst thing ever. What am I going to do? You know, what's the plan? And then how many times when you work through it, it actually becomes the best thing for you? I mean, yeah, it's it's the best feeling ever. It's awesome. So now you get this rogue IMO video. I'd assume, like me at the time, really knew nothing about life insurance, right? Would that be safe to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had never even thought about it twice, you know? And so I couldn't believe it. After watching that video, I could not believe that that's how the financial industry worked. And I was like, why isn't every single person doing this, you know? Yeah, it's an interesting takeaway. Like it, it seems, you know, oh, life insurance, but then you actually see it and break it down and you, you think about, okay, something that is needed by everybody and every, you know, way, shape and form of life and an industry that literally is booming, which I honestly think we take for granted in the fact that we were literally in a pandemic and grew uh, probably double would like think about that for a second yeah i mean well it makes sense but it is amazing it's recession proof and people are not going to cancel their life insurance they're going to cut out other things in their life which is amazing correct because you know you can't put a price tag on your family so now you get going and get started and you know obviously we're going to talk good bad and ugly what were some of the things that you excelled at in the beginning and what were some of the things that you struggled with in the beginning I wouldn't say I excelled at anything in the beginning because I was, I was really afraid to be honest. I was afraid to give it my all. I was afraid to put everything I had into it because I was so afraid of failure. And so I definitely struggled in the beginning because I was half in half out, not giving it a hundred percent. And then, um, you know, convention in Miami in February really changed everything for me. Yeah, it's interesting with, with convention. You know, obviously, I mean, this year was just off the charts at a baseball stadium and we're going back next year and it was incredible. What were like if if you had to say to someone going to it now next year, like the top three things that you took away for yourself that has now taken you from struggling to figure it out to protecting 40 to 50 families a month? So my belief in the system, you know, I think when you're first starting out and you have these leads that you call and they tell you, you know, I didn't fill this out or like you feel like you're bothering people um, that can definitely get to you. And so convention really like just shifted my gear and like made me truly believe in the system as well as myself. And then the service that we provide to families, like it just was so night and day for me. And so I think that it, just, I mean, it's a good thing that it's not mandatory, but it almost should be mandatory to go, you know, at least get to one big event per year because it really will just show you and make you believe way more than you do. Yeah, it's interesting. I like to say that there's a, a bag of money waiting for you and knowledge and information and people that you can you know talk to and plug into, but you just have to go there 
and take it. And then the most important thing is apply it. So I want to go there next. So now you get back from convention. What were some of the things that you, you weren't doing when you were struggling? And then after convention, you started doing like immediately. I got very serious about my schedule, um, you know, in the office, no later than 7.50 a.m. First dog going out at 8 a.m., um, the amount of leads that I was buying, and then just not stopping until I had my 15 to 20 appointments for the next two days, or it was 9.30 p.m. Yeah. See, a good thing I think that comes out of coming from the hospitality industry is obviously you worked um, a good amount of hours, late hours, and all that jazz. So you weren't afraid to work getting into this, correct? Right. Yeah. I was the type of server that would come to a shift that I wasn't scheduled for right around when the closers were coming in. Anybody want to go home? And people would always want to go home. So I, I would, I never wanted the night off. I was definitely a hard worker. And it's interesting, like, I'm, I'm sure if I say to you, hey, do you door knock, you're going to tell me, of course I do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because to me, you telling me that story about being a server, that's literally the translation of like now going to someone's house that filled out a form and getting them the insurance because you're hustling and you're yeah. working and you're making it happen. Totally. And I mean, I protect two to five more families per week from door knocking. You have to door knock. Yeah, I, I love that. So now you you get in your groove, you get yourself a schedule. Um, do you think with the phone, it was a struggle for you early on? Was it more the in-home? Uh, what, what were you better at starting out? Which one? I think I was better at the in-home. Um, the phones were rough, just, you know, not knowing I would get very discouraged with bad numbers. Now I'm like, yes, that's a bonus lead because nobody has ca called them about mm. it. And then um, like utilizing fast people search and really just shifting my perspective about the phones. I used to kind of feel like I was bothering people. I wasn't used to that amount of rejection. And so it would take me more time to like get back on the phones after getting told, you know, to kick rocks and so um, I think just my belief in myself, the fact that they need me, their families need me and knowing that I wasn't bothering them definitely helped. See, there's a book, um, that Sean talks about think and grow rich, which I don't know mm -hmm. if, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard of it or seen or probably read it. Um, to me, those little things is just that it's like think and grow rich. Like this is a game of how many people can I get in front of because they have an interest in a need. I just have to work really hard to get in front of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, people are people I've, I've called, you know, somebody and they've been super rude to me. And then I'll call them like a month later when I'm going back to that County and they're like, yeah, no one's called me about this. Like I, I still need this. And it's like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. That's funny. Um, so now in the side of building the business, how do you see this as, you know, still obviously very new and doing this? How do you see it beyond a personal producer into building a business? And what are some of your desires there for a team? I mean, I think that FFL is the best opportunity that America has to offer. And so I definitely am excited to 
just share the opportunity with hustlers and people that work really hard and maybe aren't getting treated like they should in whichever avenue they're in right now. And just the fact that we have so much freedom that comes with this career and it's what you want to make of it. So if you want to sell four or five policies a week, great. If you want to sell a hundred, you know, if you want to protect a hundred families in one month, amazing. You know, it's like, I think it's so awesome that we really do have the freedom and I, and I definitely do want to build a massive organization. So I just think that the opportunity is there's nothing else like it. And that's what is so exciting. Yeah. hundred percent. So now like your, your family, um, your parents, how supportive of you are they in this venture? Do they like it? Do they understand it? Uh, I'm assuming they see your success and they're probably happy for you. What's your family's take on everything you're doing? Yeah. So my family, my dad, like at first it was so cute. He would ask me like every couple of days, okay, so what, what do you do? Like, what, you, what is it again? And um, my, my parents have been super supportive in the beginning, I think my dad like didn't really realize like how insane this opportunity is. And so, um, you know, he would just tell me like, don't, don't work too hard, you know, like don't, don't kill yourself <laughs> for work. And I'm like, no, like I am going to work seven days a week for like 90 days and just like see what happens, you know? And so they're super supportive. And especially now they're like, okay, like, you know, they're, they definitely understand it better now. And then I have three brothers They're They're super supportive. I actually live with my little brother. He moved to Indiana with me and he doesn't want to do it, but he is very supportive and he thinks it's very exciting. He doesn't want to do it yet. <laughs> right. Yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. We have very different personality types, but he, I'm like this, you could, you could do it if he, he could do it if he wanted to. hundred percent. Here's something that um, I want to ask you coming from hospitality and the hospitality mentality of service, right? And, and pleasing people. I struggled early on in probably my first, we'll say month in, in the in-home, I wanted to like be the person who was of hospitality as opposed to being like kind of like upfront with you and blunt with you and kind of telling you what you wanted to what you needed to hear as opposed to what you wanted to hear did you have any struggle like that coming from that industry um i don't know if it was like because i came from that industry i did you know I think like a lot of us, when we're first starting off, we really just want to protect the family. And so I think in the beginning, I was a little bit too nice and a little bit too friendly and didn't like take control like I do now. But I'm not sure if that's because it was like my past in the hospitality industry or just because I was like, please give me your account and routing number, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, it was an interesting component for me because, you know, what I what I did find that helps me now after you're my client, uh, being of hospitality, having you in my phone, answering your calls, being there for things, that goes, oh my God, it keeps business on the books and it's awesome. Early on, it was a little bit more of a struggle. Mm -hmm. So now um, you're working out of this office and you're pretty much working we'll call it like a six day work week. I know you mentioned seven days. Like what does your schedule really look like? 
Yeah, so it's it's the typical Monday, Thursday dialing, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I was working a little bit on Sundays, but I have really tried to take, you know, a rest day um, for myself. And, but I really like it. And I think the better you become, it's, can be kind of addicting and it's yeah. like a sport, you know? Yeah. And so I would work Sundays, but I do need to have a break. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. Now, you know, the Saturday thing and being a weekend warrior, um, I, I feel it's just so important and I think we focus on it, but top producers work weekends. I mean, let's just face facts. I mean, they work Saturdays. I've worked probably every Saturday the last three years. It's just the way it is but you're sacrificing now for a greater tomorrow. Was that a hard thing for you? I'd assume no, because you were in hospitality already. Yeah, no, not at all. I, I was working nights and holidays for 14 years. I was in the hospitality industry for 14 years. So that was not, that was no problem. I think the, the biggest adjustment for me was going from working nights to days, because yeah. I'm a total night owl. Sure. I, you know, it's funny. I used to be like going to bed at 6 a.m. Now I'm like waking up at 5, 6 a.m. So <laughs> that was by far the hardest adjustment for me. You're really growing up. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a real adult now. You get, you're, you know, going to bed, you know, at a normal hour. Uh, yeah. That's funny. So here, here's a big thing that I think is uh, a struggle for a lot of people. Um, investing money into something where you you don't know if it's going to work it may work it may not kind of that entrepreneurial uh, thought process how did you transition there coming from hey here's a paycheck every week here's tips every night whatever it would be to hey i'm putting money out to now make 10 times on a return yeah, so I understood the concept, but I will not lie. My first lead order was like pitiful. I thought that my leads, the leads that I bought, would be sitting there waiting for me to call them. Like I, <laughs> I really just thought that I could buy 20 and book 15 appointments. And that was a very harsh reality um, check for myself. But I think that the reason why it's so scary is because you don't quite believe in yourself yet and mm. you don't believe in the system yet even though you can see people are doing extremely well that little voice in your head starts telling you well it's because of the area that they're in or it's because of the they're buying these special lead types and so i understand the fear but for me it definitely took a little while for me to, okay, say, okay, I'm, I am going to spend a thousand dollars and it always has worked out once you, once you bite the bullet and buy enough leads, but I definitely do understand that it is scary, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's just so interesting. That component. And one of the things I like to say is, you know, when you, when you went to college, you paid so much money in student loans that you may or may not have that job. You know, most of us don't, um, that are in this you're industry. So young. Like, why do you expect people to know what you want to do at 18 forever? Right. Correct. Correct. So you spend all this money on college and then you get into something like this where literally like you can buy a lead today and go meet them tomorrow and protect them and then get paid in a day after that. And, and get paid like, you know, 
10 times what you used to make at an old at an old career you know so the, the fear should really be hey if i keep working in that industry and it dries up because of covid or whatever the case might be then i'm going to be uh not in a great position yes definitely so what are some of the things for you in the in-home when you're with clients that you think now which i'm, I'm sure you're obviously over 100 appointments now that you're doing now that's helping you solidify the sale that maybe you aren't doing in the beginning? So definitely like coming in and setting structure that first like three minutes right after that little tiny bit of rapport building um, and letting them know, okay, this is who I am. This is why I'm here. Uh, we're going to submit a request for coverage because I can't make the decision. It's the carrier that's going to have to decide if they want to take the risk of ensuring you are not. And then really getting the why out of them in the beginning, mm. because the why, their why is what you can turn around and use towards the end if they try to say that they need to think about it. But I don't think that I was really asking the uncomfortable questions in the beginning and setting like the table saying like, okay, well, I'm the professional, this is why I'm here and this is what we're gonna do today. And you just told me why we're gonna do it. So it'd be so weird if we didn't do it. <laughs> do you ever actually say that it would be so weird if we really didn't do it? It depends. Like sometimes <laughs> I'll just say, so I'm confused, Steve. Like you just told me that your daughter would be really suffering if you didn't get anything in place and you're 68 years old. So what is there to think about? I love that. Um, and, and it takes some time to get comfortable saying those things. Like how long did it take you? Like, was that a week? Was that a month? Like, what did it take you to oh get my comfortable? Gosh, like, five months. Yeah. Because the thing is when you are new and you're booking maybe like four five, six appointments for the next two days, you're like, okay, like I need these appointments to go well. So that's why you're nicer and the, the nicer and just softer and not as, you know, you'll talk about the dog for 30 minutes because you're like, okay, this is going to get me the sale, you right, know? Right. And then, but now I'm like, I have enough leads. I have enough appointments where I will get, you know, very honest and blunt with, you know, my clients because I'm, I ha I'm already late to my next appointment. So right. if you don't want this, like I'll go, you know? Right. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier, um, you do mostly in home cause you like to be in control and it's kind of the same thing with leads. Like if you have 20 leads, the leads are in control of you. If you have yeah. 200, you're in control because you don't really care. You're on to yeah. the next one. Yeah. And yeah, the, the bad numbers are amazing leads because just look them up on fast people search. And if that's the, if it has the correct address, that is a golden doorknob. Yeah. I love that. So your, your days in the field, you're in the field, probably four days, right? Dialing two and then running yes. four. Yeah. Yeah. I like my first appointment to be at eight 30 and my last appointment to be at eight 30. So. I love that. And that's why you're doing what you're doing. What is, what is driving you now to work this hard, um, to, to really take yourself to the next level? Like what, what is your biggest motivation you'd say? 
So definitely, well, I, I couldn't retire my parents if I wanted to. My dad, well, both my parents love their jobs. And so it's, I couldn't, I, that's, I would, I want to take care of my parents, but they're going to work until they want to work. But um, honestly, proving it to myself and I really want to buy land. So my family, just to prove it to myself that I can do it. And the goal is to buy a big chunk of land. Nice. Any particular places? No, I don't know. I do really like Indiana. I've only been here since February. Um, I'm not sure, but I, my, my dream is to buy like at least 50 acres, rent it out to farmers and have like a couple houses on it. Cool. See, what's really cool. I was thinking about this this morning is you people, we all have dreams. We all have, you know, if it's cars, a house, a better life, whatever it is, we all have our things. This is the industry, though, that if you actually work and invest and do all the things that have been laid out in front of you, you actually can live the dreams. Like, they don't have to be dreams, and it doesn't take 100 years to get it. Right, exactly. If you just put, you know, your know, you know your tunnel vision on and you just get serious for two, three, four years, you can have what you want. And if it's a bunch of material things, good for you. If it's, you know, not, then, you know, good for you. But I think that this is such an amazing opportunity and it's what you make of it, which is the best part. Yeah, I agree. Like you'll either succeed because of you, you'll fail because of you. It's not the leads. Yeah. It's not your upline. It's not the, it's you at the end of the day, you're the one sitting in the house or on the telesale or on the zoom. And you know, if you're cheating yourself, you know, if you're not working hard enough. Oh, totally, totally. And it's like to the point now where I was sick this past weekend and I had a fever and I was like, you know, I could not be going out into people's houses and I was so sad about it. I was like, not, I was like, if I could just, if I just had a little sore throat, I'd be out there, you know, but it was, I was visibly ill. And so I was so sad because you get so like, it's just so fun now. Yeah. The field is like a video game and you're going out and you're just um, helping people. And you're really at the end of the day, you're listening to what they need and you know, filling, filling the gap of whatever they're missing financially when somebody passes away. Pretty much that simple. Yep. yep. Give us one last thing here. This has been amazing. And I thank you for people new, um, getting into this, looking to get into this and maybe when they start out struggling, what would be your best advice for them? Well, I would say, you know, what are you doing during the non-income producing hours if you're not feeding yourself with FFL videos and taking just steal belief from other people if you don't have it for yourself and just take the leap and go all in because it's the fact that you're not all in that's what's holding you back. If you give this your all, I mean, it's a copy and paste business and these people filled out the request. So you're not bothering them. Go at it with all that you can, and it will work out for you. I love that.
Well, I really, really look forward to seeing you at next year's convention, if not sooner. I'm sure you'll probably make your way down here. And knowing you now, I'm sure you're traveling and doing travel trips. So I'm sure you'll make your way down to West Palm and would love to have you in the office and do one of these live. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so, so much for having me. It was an honor. Yes. Awesome having you. Thank you again. And anything that we can do for your team, please reach out. Thank you so much. All right, dear. Take care. Bye. Mm -hmm.